What's occurring? What's occurring? Presented by Zwift. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. Um, just watched a mad documentary. I've seen it before. Fire, about the Fire Festival. Mental. I uh, saw that in LA, actually. Saw it before it was even out, mate. Oh. Got, oh. got contacts in LA. Oh, that's when you know you've made it. Seen documentaries. Oh, yeah. viewing, previewing of Fire in some oh. cinema, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't want to brag, but I've seen Fire before it got released. Baller, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gone with butter. Yeah. Melted butter straight out of the dispenser. Have you seen that? Do you have to pay for it? Nah, of course not, mate. It's free popcorn as well. Oh, yeah. The work. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, you know how you get like ketchup out of a, you know, a plunger? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they have that, but with butter in it for your popcorn. Oh, that's filthy, isn't it? It is. I've I don't have it. I've never seen that, to be honest, no, but I'd give it a crack. Yeah, but anyway, we got a guest on today. Yeah, waiting patiently. Um, is he sipping a beer? Yeah, good boy. Right, um, we got a guest. Um, right, big introduction now. Uh, he's a fellow Welshman. Let's guess, uh, just, to, just to kick it off. He's a, currently a fellow teammate, but not for much longer. Thank God. Um, he's the fastest team pursuiter on this podcast currently. <laughs> not um, successful, though, is he? Unfortunately. Oh well, he can he can fire back when we introduce him now. Um, yeah, <laughs> just a general weapon. Been teammates for a few years. He's leaving leaving us this year. Uh, well, next year, unfortunately. Welcome to the podcast, Mister Owen Duel. Are you an MBE as well? Yeah, MBE. Um, I almost I almost butted in on your little intro thing when G was hopping on. How he didn't pay. I just but the first thing which sprang into my head, I said, probably thought, oh, I ain't got my wallet. I forgot my wallet. Sorry, guys. Someone else get it. <laughs> Standard. Uh, Mate, no, I get the. I always get my wallet out when it matters though. Like a big meal, this bloody with fifty guys there, and you can pay like five hundred quid or something. Mate, we were at the cafe. I forget today. to buy a coffee for three euro. You know, we were at the cafe today. Who who bought your who bought your your coffee two coffees sparkling water and a slice of pizza G? Uh, I don't know. I think everyone chipped in. It was, it was a big group of us, wasn't it? No, Luke Luke was the crack <laughs> for that. Oh yeah, it was you. Yeah. yeah, stand. Oh yeah, I forgot. I've, I've only got my. Yeah. Who hung who hung out with me in the back end of 2018 to all those like cool parties and places we went? Ah, you just needed a wingman. I was just, I was just there for the boys. <laughs> nah, it all comes, comes around, goes around, eh? Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, still waiting for it to come, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Duel, what's happening then, son? Not much, mate. Back in, back in training, hacking away. Uh, we're back training on the bike. Where are you now? Manchester or what? Hayfield, where I live now. Where's that? Um, do you ever go? Do you ever go to where Rob Ailes lives? Ah, oh, yeah. Literally 100 metres from there. Whaley Bridge, out that way. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy Whaley Bridge, like 10, 15 metres from there, Hayfield. Don't get flooded now. hope that bloody dam is, that reservoir is secure now, or what? Oh, yeah, that was, that's where Rob lives, isn't it? Is it? Where, Whaley Bridge, yeah, where they had to move all the all the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm nice safe, mate. It looks I'm like on, a I'm cottage. 
Yeah, mate, it's lovely. Lovely little uh, cottage. Show, show us around. Give us, a, give us a 360. Top of the hill. Uh... Oh, lovely. <sighs> Did you sell your place in Pontcana? No. We still got it. Still got it. Nice. Big landlord. Big landlord. All in. Property mogul. Oh, yeah. I do. Should chuck that in the pro into the intro as well, Luke. Property mogul. Property tycoon. Harsh landlord. Um right, where where are we going here, boys? Um so duel. Let's uh let's get into you. So, like we said, how many years have you done with Sky? Five? Five, yeah. Join five years with Sky. Um, one of the one of the most loyal guys in the team, I think. Um, you know, you had a few opportunities yourself, and when you did, you took them. You spent a lot of time working for others, um, and then next year off to EF. So, what? I guess. I guess one question is why? Why the change? What? What? What, what happened? Yeah, there? I don't know. I, I think uh, I, I got to be honest. Like my first, my first year on the team, I fucking I struggled. It was kind of just a bit of a shock going from from the track and everything to racing properly and moving abroad. Um, and then I think because the next couple of years started to find my feet a bit. I think 19 was probably one of the best years I had with the team. We're like, we was up doing some of the classics, did the Vuelta. And it felt like everything was moving like to, in the right tra- trajectory towards um, kind of actually doing like grand tours consistently, bigger races, stuff like that. Um, and then obviously COVID hit. I had a bit of a tough year personally, um, losing one of my best mates. And I think then it just, I don't know, I, I felt like I started again this year well, but just never quite clicked. Um, and I think, you know, this team is the, the best team in the world for a reason. Like all the riders are, are top class. Um, and with such a focus on GC, I think it's always, it's always been hard for me to kind of break into them, the roles I wanted to do. And I think it just got to a point in my career where I was like, I love the team. I can't say anything bad about them. Um, but it just wasn't going, yeah, in the right direction, I thought. But I don't go now. I probably never would. So made that decision. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for next year. I've got to be honest. I think it's a good fit, though. Like, if you could choose a team to go to, or if I could if I could say a team that you'd go well in, I'd probably say yes, yeah, would be one of yeah. them. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I think it's nice because obviously fair few Brits there, fair few Americans. Um, you know, I think the equipment's really good across the board. I knew a few guys there and, and just the opportunities I get um, was kind of the biggest draw. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm honestly super excited about it. So, it's all good. Yeah, we know Valgrim. Yeah, we know Valgrim pretty well, don't we? He speaks really highly of it. He's been he's been around a few teams himself and he's he's had two years there and he's just extended, hasn't he? And he, he can't speak speak highly enough of it. So, like you say, opportunities. I think a lot of doors will open there for you, and uh, yeah, hopefully. You'll do you still want to do the same sort of races then, like classics and? Uh, well, yeah, I think I think the, I think the biggest thing for me was like, um, like classics, but also I think one thing I never got to do with this team um, was like either a Paris or a Torino beforehand, and I thought I've always been like opening weekend. I can train, I can do the races before and get to a good level for that. But I've always felt like once everyone else goes off to do those two stage races, like the level just steps up again. And I just, yeah, just yeah. it's hard to be competitive. So I think that's part is having the right race program to like support the classics. And then also just Grand Tours as well. 
you know, I, I, never, I don't want to stop. You know, I'm, I'm 28 now. Um, so kind of probably about the halfway point. Um, and I don't want to stop and not have done the tour, not done the Giro, you know. Um, this, this stuff I still want to do. So, yeah. What's the plan for next year then? Um, classics. Uh, um, and then hopefully the Giro or the tour. That's... That's what I put forward. Is uh, what's his name there? The German DS dude still there? Yeah, um, clear. clear. Yeah, yeah, he's still. That'll be good because he's he knows his shit when it comes to classics, doesn't he? Yeah, and I I think across the board, like again, like the DS in our team are super good, but I think in EF they're also really good. So, like, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to different style of racing as well. You know, some days just go and sit at the back, chill out. <laughs> some days have a hustle <laughs> for the break. Um, yeah, Mate, it's, it's shit in the back though. Oh, I was in the back a few times in Bing, Bingo Bongo tour. Oh, that was well. Maybe yeah, that really as well, but it's grim back there. Oh, don't worry. I'll be I'll be hustling up a few times, just probably pissing you boys off. But can't help yourself. Mate. Yeah. No, it's just when it's in your blood, it's in your blood, isn't it? The f- oh, we will be racing together though next year. There's still one race we'll do. Comedy games. Comedy games, yeah. Yeah. And the world's Nike, and the world's Nike, no, Nike, kit, Nike kit, Nike kit for the Commonwealth Games, though. Absolute dream, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Commie Games that'd be a big one. Three Welsh boys here. Um, how many is in the team? One six, six. Well, uh, yeah, but we, you'll have a weapon of a squad if we got uh, like Stevie Williams, um, like Simon Carr. He's fake Welsh, but yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, we'll take. He's in EF, isn't he? Yeah, he's in EF as well. Um, Scott Davis. There's another one. We've got another oh, pro. Vernon. Vernon, From, yeah. Uh, he's, he's also um, Welsh. What we'll do with that, with that um, Simon Carr when he turns up, we'll just say, "Right, mate, sing the Welsh national anthem." <laughs> and if he can't sing it, <laughs> yeah, he's out. Yeah, Darren's got to kick him out. We're not having another round here in the squad. Do I know his background? Yeah, yeah. Simon Carr. Yeah, from what I understand, he was he born in I think he's from Hereford, maybe. Um, born there, and then his family moved to France. Both his parents are Brits or Welsh, you know. Um, moved to France and then pretty much grew up there his whole life. Yeah. If he turns up to the commie games and says Bonjour Luke, I'm not going to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, boys, we're all in for the commies, right? Big time. Oh, yeah. All in. Good good track record at the commies in the road race, eh? You won in Glasgow and big big Doug Jack got second in Australia. Also, some absolute weapon got top 10 in India. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, boys, that's me. That'd be good crack. That'd be good crack. Um, I was going to say, are you either of you dabbling on the track? I've heard a rumor that you are dual. Yeah, I'm going to ride the track. Ooh. I was on the I was on the track this morning, actually. Were you hammering around the boards? Yeah. Um, what what do you do there? Um, support the boys in the TP. Yeah, I think so. Like. To be honest, I'm, I'm, at the minute, I'm kind of toying with the idea of going back to the track in Paris. 
Oh, um, nice. Yeah, because well, I, I spoke to Ed after uh, after Tokyo, and he was saying that like my perception of the team pursuit now is just it's so like sprint event based because it's so fast. But he said actually with all the aero stuff, the powers they're doing on the front are actually sometimes less, if not the same as what we do in Rio, which is the average power across the board is a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so it actually suits road guys a lot more than it does track guys now because of the speed. Like if you look yeah. at the attackers, they got three guys who race World Tour on the road. Um, admittedly, they got Ghana, but so I think that that's the way it's going. So yeah, I want to explore that possibility of, of doing uh, Paris, do the do the TP, the... maybe the Madison, give it a crack. It's a different event now, though, isn't it? Team Pursuit in that mm-hmm. just how you race it, like especially to when I was like Rio when you did it in sixteen is kind of like a was the middle of that transition on it now yeah. it's like they kind of just do two turns like yeah you can much. Be man four you can sit on for like 2k almost yeah and it's it's mad because i remember in rio everyone was like oh so is, is someone gonna go under the 50 someone gonna go under the 50 and it's like this big thing we just missed it and then a couple of years later the aussies like maybe yeah two years later the aussies went like a 48 and now it's a what, 42 or something crazy like that it's mad isn't it and if you looked at every Olympic cycle beforehand, it's just like two seconds off every Olympic cycle before that. What, what like yeah. you got? You did like what a, a fifty-three something in Beijing, and then a fifty-one-five or something in London. Nah, I think we did fifty-six in Beijing. Fuck. Oh, I don't know. I might be wrong now. No, it's a long time ago, mate. Fifty-six. <laughs> yeah. um, nice walk part of it, or did? <laughs> okay. Hey, mate, you can pipe down. What's as quick as you got? <laughs> um, yeah, but we, we didn't have the same kit as you boys, you know. I did 401, but with your special kit, you know, I'm talking to you. It's not bad. Do you know what? It is mad, right? Okay, I'm not really the one to talk about Team Pursuit and my Team Pursuit career, but with a 401, we got a bronze medal in a World Cup in Melbourne. And now a 401, guys are doing on their own. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say Garner's close to that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, that that Lambie did of what a fifty-nine, like, yeah, and we got a bronze in a World Cup. So, yeah, just the, didn't have the kit. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> get on the teammates, mate. <laughs> teammates are letting you down. Well, yeah, they were all throwing in half. So I just dragged them round. But you, you were the Ga- you were the Ghana of twenty ten. Oh yeah, well, actually, I was the one doing half. But yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Let, let's move on, actually. Now we're on Team Pursuit to, to the 2016 Olympics. Because obviously you were you were the young pup in the team. And it was, let me get this right, you, Brad, Ed, and Berkey, was it? Was Berkey still there? Yeah, big Berkey, yeah. How was that whole thing then? Did that, did that change your life? I don't know if it changed your life, but it's just one of those things, you know, like when I first started cycling, I kind of, I wanted to be a professional on the road and I wanted to try and win the games. So when you kind of do that at like 23, you're kind of like a bit, oh, what's next, you know? Um, yeah, because you won that, that and then signed for Sky pretty much yeah. at the same time, didn't you? Yes, well, I signed for Sky in 15, so even before the games. So it was quite nice meaning I could just do the, the whole 2016 like games, not having to worry about chasing a contract or anything. Um, but I don't know, like I got big fond memories of it, but I speak to Ed about this a lot and like we were both saying it's not so much about the winning thing. It's like the whole 
like the experience of it. Like I was really lucky. We had like such a good group of guys for essentially four years going for, or three years going for Rio and just all like them training camps you do together, all the early morning track sessions. It's just, it's grim at the time, but it's good crack. And we had such a good group that when I think about the game, the more I think about that kind of stuff, not so much winning it, you know, it's like a, a nice period. If you went back and tried to aim for Paris 24, you'd have to, you'd have to really commit for the whole season, wouldn't you? Your, your road season would take, go on the back burner, no? Which is all right. For uh, me. I don't know. Um, I, I think you can manage it a lot better now. I think, you know, like if you look at Ghana, he still did the, still did the Giro. Ethan still raced a lot on the road. I think the way the, the events changed is, as long as you're doing the right stuff in the training, I think it's, it's a lot easier to do it. It's not like, it's not as much of a commitment, I don't think, as it was prior to, uh, prior to 2016. I might be wrong. That's what I'm hoping for, but we'll see. So we got Duel back in the 2024 TP squad. G, join him. Oh, mate, I, no. Retire there. <laughs> no, I don't think so. All right, we'll just... I, we'll just, just, go to I just don't want to go to Manchester, do I? No. If the boys are. came down to Cardiff and we trained on the Garen Thomas National Valley of Wales, then yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, I'll tell you an interesting fact about G. Not many people know this. Might be the first time you heard it. Garrett Thomas um, has won the Tour de France. Fuck off. Yeah, legit. <laughs> Didn't know that. Yeah. I thought, well, I thought you just loved yellow. No, like he actually, he actually did win it. So um, yeah, just thought I'd give you a bit of insight into Garrett. Oh, you got a spare well. couple of hours, mate. I'll tell you all about it if you want. <laughs> you should, you should put, you should get a book about that. Well, that's a good idea. You could release yeah, a book. volume two, maybe. Yeah. Um, back to 2016. Um, so you obviously won gold in 2016 and you went home and you thought, right, what can I do to, you know, never forget this memory? Because this is massive. This, you know, I'm Olympic champion, yeah. king of Cardiff. And uh, you got a tattoo, didn't you? Tell, tell us about your tattoo, mate. Did get two tattoos, mate. It's, it's one of the, one of the favourite stories people love saying about me, but I hate saying about myself. Um, but I'll share it. I'm a nice guy. Um, yeah, finished games. I thought, get the Olympic rings. You know, like you see all the swimmers, they have them. They look class with them. Obviously, he's a scrawny little lad. Doesn't look as good on me, but I thought, get the Olympic rings anyway. No, strong, one. strong. Right, yeah. Um, And then I thought, oh, get the date as well. Commemorate it, you know. Big day of my life. Went to the get the date. Super happy with it. thought, that's sick. Rocking around, I was doing Tour of Britain, I think. And uh, I think it was Russ Ellis took like a really nice kind of arty photo on the start line just with my arm. I thought, that's a sick photo. Banged that on the ground, banged it up. One person commented on it and said, do you, not, uh, do you not win the Olympics on the 13th, uh, on the 12th? My tattoo said the 13th. I was like, oh, fuck this. So this guy don't know what he's talking about. Delete that comment. Another guy commented, <laughs> You sure that's the right day? Fuck off. Delete that comment. Third guy, I thought, oh, I should probably check this now. Turns out I was wrong. <laughs> so I got, got the wrong date tattooed on. But in my defence, um, I would say that with, you've heard, you probably heard this before, but with the time difference, when, uh, in my head I had it as the 13th anyway, it was actually the 12th. 
I thought I'll double check it. I'm like, Plonker. So Google men's team pursuit Rio 2016. BBC article, men's team pursuit win goal at Rio. And it's posted just after the event. So I thought, sound. And that said the 13th on it. Because of the time difference, it was the, it still was the 13th in the UK, but when they posted it, it was like a couple of hours post. So it ticked over to the 13th in the UK. But, but great touch-up job by uh, my man Lou Malloy. He's uh hang on a sec, hang on a sec. So you based your tattoo on on what? Somebody's tweet? No, 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 BBC article. But also the problem like with me, I'm a bit <laughs> uh, I can be a bit of a prat where if I if I if I've got something on my head, I'm hard to convince that I'm wrong. So I was adamant it was the thirteenth anyway. And then Oh yeah, you are this, and then, like that. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um and then seeing this BB, BBC <laughs> article just like reaffirmed my belief in my wrong idea. Um, but it's a great story now. And to be fair, it says 12 on it now. You can't tell. So It is a good Have a look. Can you show us? Oh, cool. 13. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is a good touch-up. Yeah. Mate, Lou Malloy, he's top. He does, did all the Beckham's tattoos. He's top guy. Shout out to Lou. Shout out to Lou. Big cycling fan. Big cycling fan as well. He's a big, big cycling fan. He, uh, I think he works something mad like 350 days a year or 360 days a year. And one of the only days he takes off is to go over and watch Flanders. Wow. Yeah. Tough guy. Yeah. And uh, the Paris stage of 2018 to France, 26th of July, I think. Nah. I, I, I remember when I had one of my other tattoos he said he said I'm not watching the tour this year it's a bit of a joke bit of like a watered down version I think that's what he was saying so you didn't watch it that year with a walkover you mean none of the hitters were there no nah, just none of the big names were there he just wasn't interested he said love the Giro <laughs> that year but the tour was a bit of a flop do you know what I remember you said 26th of July um, was the Sunday finished in Paris wasn't it and I remember that date as well because it's my missus birthday and we got back to the uh, got back to the hotel Kath was there. I was half cut. I was oh yeah, mega, just chatting away. And she, have you forgot anything? I was like, what do you mean? We just, you know, G's won the tour in Paris, living the dream. She's like, you know, it's my birthday today, don't you? It's one of the moments like, sorry, love. I've had, I've had a bit of a busy three weeks. So I, did, so <laughs> I remember that as well. Completely forgot it. Hey, Preparation, um, mate, come on. Right. Dual, we're both rock, rocking mega tashes here. Um, G's got three pubes on his top lip, but me and you look like absolute gods. Obviously, <laughs> all in aid of Movember. So yep. tell us about what you got around the corner, mate. Um, yeah, so did stuff with Movember last year. And I know it's weird, but I think until you're touched by like something personally, I've always found it not hard to support charities, but, you know, like, when you're touched by something in person, you really have an, like, an affinity with it. Um, and it becomes like something really important to you. Um, so I did stuff with them last year. And then they reached out again this year and said, would you like to do another event or publicize stuff about November? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to be involved. And it took me a while to think of something because I, I kind of wanted to do something which I don't, didn't want to do like a wishy-washy thing. You know, just think, oh, I'll just ride on a turbo for, for 12 hours or something like that. It's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey, we'll just edit this, mate. So, so, like, <laughs> um, but no, like, 
Um, and then I've, I kind of finally came up with a bit of an idea and basically I'm going to ride from, from sunrise or sunset, which actually this time of year isn't so bad because I think it's, it's going to be light at 8 a.m. It's going to be dark at 4 a.m. Yeah. Um, but the bigger reason behind it is just uh, going to do it in two-hour loops, stop back at the service course in Wilmslow, shout out to them for, for supporting it, um, just so people can join. And essentially just as many people who want to come down can, can rise um, and just be open about mental health. You know, I think that's I, I, I'm not a fan when I miss our taboo subjects. It is spoken about, but I think that is the real way of just like normalizing it. Um, and especially I think when you're on a bike, um, you just you just chat and you you know it's outside, it's good for you. So yeah, essentially you have a bit of an event where as many people come down, want to support it, whether they want to speak about anything, whether they want to donate to Movember. Um, just have like a bit of an open event do that and then we've got a Q&A afterwards um, at the service course and again all proceeds are going to remember um, so yeah hopefully it will turn out to be a nice day I checked the weather though a bit far in advance and uh, it's looking like it's going to be it's going to might be snowing so that could be a bit <laughs> so what we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. is this mate 27th November 27th November and what, yeah. what time are you leaving 8 o'clock 8 a.m. Um, is the first leg setting off, um, and, and then yeah, just two hour loops back to the always finishing at service course. All the all the information for the event is on uh, firewingscoffee.com. They are also kindly supporting the event with free coffee to anyone who donates. The kind gentlemen that they are. Um, Don't need to the grand fondo as well. It's good stuff. Nah, it's all right, mate. It's like Wilmslow's got like a high level of coffee stuff, so you got to keep the standard, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah oh, Samuel, that's really good then. Yeah, two no, hour loops, that's gonna like that's gonna be hard, isn't it? But it is only four two hour loops. And I'm yeah. not belittling what you're doing, but like it's not you like you're doing ten. No, like and that, that that physically it's not it's like that's it's a big day, but you know, you could do a, an eight hour training day, you know, and it'd be a big day. It's not like it's not so much the riding, it's more I want to try and make something like yeah, speaking about it and just being open about it and as part of like what the Q and A is about afterwards. Um, because I, yeah, I think unless you do something absolutely bonkers, like to be fair, like your your, your Zwift um, NHS Swift thingy majig, do you know what I mean? Like that's actually impressive. You know, unless you do a really a physically challenging thing, which you actually for yourself think, Jesus, this is this is pushing me to my limits. You know. Um, and it, it just yeah, no, good effort. Work. I think it's a good uh, this time of year. It's just idea. a different way of doing it. I think um, it's, a, it's a good way of doing it because if you just said, "Right, I'm going for an eight-hour ride," nobody could really get involved. But by doing two-hour loops, you know, mm. anyone can hop along. So if yeah. you listen and you live in Manchester or nearby, get down and support the man. Big, uh, big George Solomon said he's going to get involved. Yeah, he said he's going to come down. We'll, we'll we'll put it out there in public now, so he can't back out. He just gave us a thumbs up. How many two-hour shifts are you doing, George? Um, I didn't mention the riding aspect, Owen. I just said I'm going to come down. Q&A. He's just coming for the beers. <laughs> Is there free beers as well? Yeah. Beers, beers on, uh, on entry for your, for your donation. £20 on the door gets you in. Beers and refreshments. Maybe give them the beer after the ride, mate. Yeah, true. Although, just have a load of half-cut people. Before the Q and A, it's always it's always a crack, isn't it? Ah, oh, good on you, mate. Um, 
Right, what else we got to talk about? Um, we did have a few. We did make a few notes because we're good like that. We also got some questions to ask at the end. Yeah. Give me a heads up. Um, crack yeah. on with them, is it? Yeah, let's crack on with them. You get bored of him, are you? Oh, no, no. But <laughs> well, if you've you got something else you want to ask him. I'll go now, mate. It's all right. <laughs> all right, um, It's only eight o'clock and I'm an amateur, yeah? What uh, is the best... What's the best win you've been a part of in Team Sky slash Ineos? It's it's probably uh, it's probably the smallest race we probably do, but it's also the, the one with the best crack, which is Herald Sun Tour. And you say that. <laughs> you say that. What a trip! Just across the board, just ticked all the boxes. What a great trip! Yeah, no, I like to be, to be fair. Any time the, the the team win a stage race overall um, is quality and. Again, I've been fortunate to be part of like quite a few now in some of them stages. You know, like G winning Romandy was top. Um, again, in Swiss, even even stuff like Jani winning top Guangxi at the end of the year. It's just good crack, you know. When like when you go there and you and you pull something off, it's it's always top. But yeah, Harold Sun Tour is uh, yeah, just fond memories from that trip. What a <laughs> what a week that was. What a week. Brilliant. Um, right, moving on. Final questions. G's getting bored. We always ask our guests um, if you were going to go out with a, for a dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would you choose to go with? And what meal would you eat, uh, start a main dessert, and what would you? What would be your tipple? All right. Um, so my three, I think, uh, first one, I tried to break it down. Like, I love sport, I love history. And I love films. So like one kind of from each. So sport, I think I'd go see a Khaleesi, the, uh, the Springboks captain. Um, I think he's, as a person, is just amazing. Um, obviously he had like, from where he started to where he's ended up now, kind of essentially being from, coming from poverty, um, kind of coming from them shanty towns in, in South Africa. And yeah, having such a hard upbringing to then be, the first black or black, um, sorry, Springboks captain. And then obviously then with them winning the World Cup, I think, what a guy. Um, so I think him is number one. Uh, in terms of films, I think, I think DiCaprio, every, everything he does, I love them films. And I think he also like the life he's lived and everything, I think he'd have some great stories. And then the third one, it's a bit rogue for history, but I reckon the Queen. <laughs> No, well, honestly, you've been around a while. Before, haven't you? When, when you think, uh, no, no, I've met the Queen. Oh. I'd love to. Um, but when you think about it, because as like head of state or whatever, she gets access to, um, she essentially gets a red box. She gets to know everything which is going on with the government in, in the world. And she's had access to that box for seven years. Plus all the people she's met. She'll know all the, all the gossip. So uh, get a couple of glasses of wine down there, loosen the tongue. You find out some great stuff, I reckon. <laughs> I think it'd be fascinating. Get the Queen tipsy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, love. What happened in the 70s then? <laughs> oh, I reckon, yeah. Those, that's my three. And what and What's what your favourite you... film then? Oh, favourite film? Uh, either the Harry Potter films. Love Harry Potter. No, I've never or... seen one of them. Oh, mate. Have you read the books? No. But I've watched those. What are the things that I'm sure it's a similar thing. The ones after them, there's like um, 
Periods, oh, yeah, them fantastic or... beasts. Yeah, I'm not a fan of them. Just OG. Oh, I quite Harry enjoyed Potter. the first one of them. Yeah. So maybe I, I would like Harry Potter. I reckon you love Harry Potter, mate. What? Watch it. Watch when you when you're doing a big turbo session or whatever. Get Harry Potter on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, all yeah. eight. Um, but no, I think I think my favorite films are the uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman films. I think they're top. Is there a new one coming out, or is it just yeah? A new one with uh, Robert Patterson, but then ones with uh, Christian Bale, like Dark Knight, all that stuff, I think is... is they were quality, Any, anything yeah. Christopher Nolan makes, like Inception, Dunkirk, all that kind of stuff, he's fucking... He's, he's top. Dunkirk, Inception, that's, that's... What's that? Inception, isn't that weird one where they go back and forth all the time? Yeah, dude, um, it's like different like um, states of consciousness, like with it, oh, dreams mate. within dreams and stuff. That cracked me, that did. That messed with my brain. Shutter Island, he did that as well. Christopher Nolan. Oh, I heard that's a bit... That's all a bit nuts. Yeah. I just, cinema, cinematography in them, unbelievable. <laughs> American Pie or something like that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Have you seen about, the new Bond What about film? Twin Town? Twin Town. <laughs> hey, you know, there was a sequel to that, but they weren't allowed to call it a sequel or something because there's, you know, money oh, really? rights and crap. Oh, yeah, it was like they showed it in Parker Scarlet's the, the uh, what do you call it the movie thing. Did you uh, did you watch it before it came out, G? Yeah, they sent it to me. Said, "Oh, check this out, G." Oh, okay. Sorry, so not check it. Seal of, seal of approval. Yeah, there's a lot of rookies in it though. Scott Quinnall and some of those lads. Oh, really? Hmm. I haven't seen it. No. No. Yeah, I've I've heard it's out, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen it. What's your, Sorry, best we, quote? We... What's your best quote from Twin Town? Go on, G. Go on, we'll have a quote each. Have a quote off. Pretty shitty city. Kind of stands out. I'm going to go for... This glue is from... No. This glue <laughs> is for my fucking submarines. Not for sticking up your fucking noses. Now here's 20 quid and fuck off back to what do you say? Wacky backy handle. Haven't you put two quotes together there? No, it's all in one. This glue is for my fucking submarines. No, I no, no, I have put two quotes together. I have. <laughs> okay. Because they were after money, weren't they? Because of Fatty's leg. When they knocked on the door. Insurance. Yeah. No, <laughs> compensation. Oh. Compensation. <laughs> compensation, is it boys? Compen fucking session? Here's 20 quid. Now, fuck off. <laughs> Top man, I can't think of any quotes. I watched it ages ago. Cabadilla, cabadilla, obie, obie. Five seconds on the bong. Ah. <laughs> yeah. What about the... Why do Cardiff City have square flags on the pitch and Swansea have triangles? It's probably the other way around, actually. I don't know. Because they won the FA Cup. Um, yeah. Belter, belter. Um, all right, moving on. What What are you, DiCaprio and that other dude having for dinner? See ya. Big see ya. Um, That's a singer, isn't it? No, see ya, Khaleesi. Yeah, I know, but... And no, see, a singer, ya, but... see ya is a singer. She's the one who won't um, show her face, will she? She'll got that massive yeah. wig on. Yeah. She's, she's not invited. She's not taking Queen Liz's spot. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice try, see you, you ain't got the knowledge. Don't even uh, know what you look like, love. 
exactly. Um, what, what were we eating? Uh, oh, start bruschetta. Love it. Nice and simple. That is a start. Bit of ham with that? Yeah, yeah like more, kind of a big, you know, like a big anti-pasty board, like bruschetta, loads of different hams. Nice. Chopped tomatoes, burrata, all that kind of, kind of, yeah, nice Italian nibbly food. Um, main lamb roast dinner. Shout. Can't fault it. Cooked cook by my mum, big Jen. No, <laughs> no one, no one can top that. Um, no, you're right. Good old Jen. Good old Jen. She makes good pancakes in the morning too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, why, why, uh, hey Luke, why does your phone uh, say Gowan's mum? You, you borrowed her phone, have you? Oh, he's a yeah. he? <laughs> Good one, that. I think he's like Jimmy, I don't know. Oh. No, Michael McIntyre there. Like. Jimmy Carr. <laughs> Jimmy Carr, yeah. Right, dessert. Um, I reckon, eat, ah, sticky top pudding. A sticky top pudding for me with ice cream. I love like pub food. Can't fault it, so. Yeah. With ice cream, not custard. Yeah, yeah ice cream. Mm. Nice vanilla ice cream or something like that. Fair one. Too hectic, all the custard. And what are you drinking? Uh, red wine. Um, probably like either a Barolo or a Chateauneuf de Pape or something like that. Chateauneuf de Pape. Solid. Lovely wine. Yeah. Nice little lemon cello to finish then. Uh-huh. Yeah, espresso martinis afterwards. Keep everyone awake. Yeah, got to make yeah, the most of it. Yeah, exactly. Got to got to keep everyone's spirit high and stories flowing. You are queen having espresso martini, <laughs> love. Yeah, exactly. A <laughs> couple of after eights afterwards, if she wants. What happened in the sixties? I see. Be more Ferrero Rocher, surely. Oh, yeah, queen. probably. Yeah, get the yeah. celebrations out. <laughs> yeah, she. Oh, sweet! Anyway. Thanks for coming, Dool, and uh, good luck with your ride. Everyone listening, get down there if you can. Wimslow, eight o'clock. Or ten, or twelve, or two. Yeah, just rock up whenever. Right. Stuff be going on. And the Q and A in the evening. Mega. Q and A. Yeah. But, um, yeah. If you want to find out more, www.fiveringscoffee.com's got all the information. And if you go on the service course website, um, you can sign up for the Q and A afterwards. Mega. Well, good on you for Quality. doing that, mate. And thanks for coming on. Yeah. No pleasure, lads. Catch right, you yeah. soon. Cheers, boys. Ciao, ciao.